Say, do you have challenges in your life? Maybe difficulties in relationships, at work, or in your marriage, or with your kids? Who doesn't, right? Or maybe you have traumas from the past that just won't go away. Then you're in the right place. Welcome to the Goodbye Past Hello Purpose podcast, where we provide wisdom, insight, and tools to help you overcome life's challenges and live a life of joy. I'm your host, Debbie Kaminsky, a speaker, author, and coach. Now sit back, turn up the volume, and join us because you don't want to miss what's up next. Well, hello, my friends. We have just wrapped up week four of the pause, if you will, in Minnesota, of the time when we are inside, we're in our homes. But you know what? I'm a little bit of a rebel. So I really believe we all need to get outside. And I'm telling you, it's 60 degrees plus today. The sun is shining, little wind. I'm doing this podcast from my deck because I need to be out in this beautiful weather and soaking up the D3. Are you getting out? Are you soaking up some D3 in the sunshine? I sure hope you are. Hey, I wanted to come to you. I did a webinar a couple weeks ago on um, giving you tools to put in your Thrive Toolkit as we manage through this pandemic. And I don't know about you, but I've I started climbing the walls in the last couple of days. I'm just like, okay, is this ever going to be done? Will it ever go back to normal? What do we have to look forward to? Are you, are you there? Are you feeling some of that too? Like, okay, enough is enough already. Listen, I get it. Um, one of my coaches actually lives in Manhattan and she has had quite a time of it. And around her every day is death. And around her every day is the challenges of this pandemic because of where she lives and, and how hard they've been hit. And I was uh, listening to a, a doctor online today and he was saying that the typical incidence of um, death by, uh, by flu is increased over what it normally is. But I've also, I'm also very aware that they are labeling every death in the hospital right now as a pandemic death. So I don't know if that's accurate, uh, but we do need to be conscious and we need to be aware of what's going on. And some of you are living in some challenges. Now, I, I'm, the webinar that I talked about was, um, how are we gonna get through this pandemic? And it covered three areas. The first one was fending off fear. The second was derailing depression. And the third is choosing faith over fear. So those are the three pieces of this particular uh, broadcast, if you will. I'm going to break it into three parts. Uh, you'll hear one Saturday, one Sunday, and one Monday. And um, this is all free for you. I want you to have this. I want you to be well equipped. I want you to know um, how to manage through these times. It's hard times. For some of you more than others, for some of you, you're not even aware of it. So stay tuned. The title of this webinar is, If This Is My New Normal, What's Next? So let's dive in and let's start, first of all, with just a question. Are you, are you feeling anxious? Are you feeling like you want to just pull the covers up over your head and sleep till noon? Let me go through some of the signs that say that you're stressed out, okay? Because you might resonate with some of these and you might not even be aware of it. 
So the first one is that you're a little edgy, you're kind of moody, maybe teary, maybe even full out sobbing and you don't even know why. That's a real good indicator that you're stressed out and that this is affecting you. Or maybe you're just snapping at your husband or the kids for no reason and you're like going, whoa, what is going on with me? Maybe you're sleeping too much or too little. Maybe you don't have much interest in things and you don't even want to get out of bed and nothing really brings you pleasure. Or perhaps you're tired and have little energy. Some of you like me have experienced a little increase in appetite. I know I'm an emotional eater. And so it's been challenging for me to say, nope, I'm gonna pick an apple over that ice cream. <laughs> but working on that, the five pounds have come on and we are working on taking that off again because I'm not going back up anymore. So deciding that, is your appetite up or down? Is an indicator that you're feeling stressed out. Are you having difficulty concentrating or making decisions about things? Maybe even you're feeling nervous and tense. Maybe you're even finding sometimes that you're trembling or you're having a hard time catching your breath. Those are all indications of anxiety and stress. I was talking with one of my friends recently and she said, oh, my chest is tight and I'm, I, I don't even know what's going on. Well, your chest being tight, I know my mom used to say that it felt like an elephant was sitting on her chest. That's anxiety. There's something that's making you anxious and anxiety is fear. So being able to label that and being able to call it out. If you have a stomach ache and you're like going, what's, what's this from? That can also be anxiety. And you know, I've had those mornings when I wake up and I'm just like, ugh. It just feels like that cloud that hangs over Eeyore or or that cloud that hangs over Ross from Friends. Hi. Okay. <laughs> you know, that, that impending doom. We just wake up to it and just feel, ugh. Is that you? Do you feel some of this stuff? Hey, listen, I get it. And that's why we're going to focus on this, okay? We are going to... We're gonna get through this. I'm gonna give you some tools for your Thrive Toolkit. I've got 10 of them. I'm gonna give you three in this episode of Fending Off Fear. It's just, uh, so let's get started on that. All right, when we are in fear, that leaves us feeling tired and angry. And especially those who have trauma from their past, it kind of ups that anxiety for them. And, and, the, and you, if you're experiencing this, you might feel like daily tasks feel harder than they used to or bigger than normal. You might even be experiencing some nightmares or some irrational fears. And sometimes we put that stuff on our kids too, uh, our irrational fears. So we have to be careful about how we go about that. You also might find you're triggered. So a trigger is really something that belongs in the past, but because of this crisis, this pandemic, uh, it, it has triggered a feeling from the past and it's bigger. Let me give you an example. Uh, my stepfather was very controlling. And so when I feel controlled, I feel angry because I don't want to be closed in and I don't want to be controlled. He did things like, you know, push me up against the counter and, and poke me in the chest and yell at me and, and, and did things that closed me in. So because we feel constrained or closed in, or I feel constrained or closed in because of this 
the laws that have been put out, uh, I, I'm aware that my anger is up. So I have to keep addressing that and saying, okay, we're all right. We're going to be okay. This isn't then. This is now. And, and use those tools that I have to get that back in check. Okay. It's not, it doesn't go as high as it used to. And again, that's because of the tools that I use. So let me, let me share those with you. One of the things that's really important for me to say, if you are deeply triggered, if you're feeling suicidal, if you're feeling really out of sorts, you know, we all feel kind of that, those highs and those lows, and it feels a little manicky. But if you're really feeling like your emotions are controlling you and you're really out of sorts, reach out to a professional, reach out to a therapist, a counselor. You can reach out to me. I, I don't care if it's me, but make sure you're getting some help. All right. Make sure you're getting some extra help. All right. So the first thing we want to do is make sure that you are well equipped. Being well-equipped means being conscious and being aware. Now, one of the things I learned back in the 80s when I was in my, ma in my uh, undergrad class, the 80s, <laughs> that dates me a little bit, but one of the things that I learned in my marketing class was there are two things that sell. Sex is one and fear is the other. Sex sells and fear sells. And I've watched in my lifetime as these two things have become bigger and bigger in the media. Do you know what I mean? You can see how fear sells on news. You can see it sells on networks. It sells TV shows and movies. And every year it convinces people to go get the flu vaccine and other vaccines, right? fear of missing out, fear of, of health problems if we don't take action in some way. Some are legit, some are very elevated. So being aware that fear is something the media is using to sell and it's using it now. Listen, I watched TV one day, I think it was last week, just kind of was tuned in the whole day to stuff and what was going on. And I, I, I was a mess by the end of the day. I was emotional. I was scared. I was anxious. I was, I was depressed. I was even teary. And I'm like, I, I can't do this to myself. But see, I know that I know that that's what happens, that our networks use fear to sell and that they amp it up so they can get a higher rating. And so I turned all the media off. I just turned it off and I haven't turned it back on. I think one time I watched President Trump on TV one time and that was it. And it was just for a short time, a press conference. My husband works in the medical field. Every day I get an update from him. So tell me what's new and it's maybe three minutes. I don't want any more of that. We don't live in that. Believe me, I'm compassionate and I, and I care about everybody who's going through this, but I don't need to live minute by minute and day by day in it. Now here's tool number one. Tool number one is to choose what goes into your mind. How often and how long are you listening to pandemic news? The more you listen, the higher your anxiety will be, the higher your fear will be. I promise you, I promise you. So turn it off. Yes, of course, be informed. Yes, of course, know what's going on. Uh, but only spend like a couple of minutes in a day to get an update. 
Maybe you do it uh, middle of the afternoon. Maybe you do it uh, around dinner time. I wouldn't recommend before bed. You don't need to feed your body that fear before you're going to bed. So pick a time in the day when you're just gonna listen for a couple of minutes if you need to, catch what's going on, choose what goes into your mind, and be particular about your source. And one of the things that you wanna know is we can, uh, you know, we are adrenaline junkies in this country, aren't we? We are. In my lifetime, again, I've watched everything go from regular size to super size. Everything from your french fries <laughs> to to your screens, your big screens now, your super big screens now, to the sound that we hear. Everything is supersized. And it, it gives us that adrenaline rush. Do you know what I'm talking about? So I went to a concert not too long ago with my husband and a friend. And unfortunately for us, we were right in front of the speakers. And my insides on every beat of the bass jumped. In fact, my hair was jumping off my head. And that is not a good feeling for this girl. Now, maybe you like that, but I hate that. I did not like that at all. It made me feel really anxious. But I watched this young woman with her, her son, who was about two years old, and she grabbed him and took him up to the front, right in front of the speakers. And she was dancing around and he was squirming. He wanted to get away so badly because it was too much for his little body. And you gotta remember our kids are more sensitive than we ever will be, right? You see how they react, they're very sensitive. So just being aware that we are, we are adrenaline junkies and we continue to feed our body with adrenaline. And the more you put in, the bigger it gets, kind of the more you need to get that rush. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, like we need a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. And then we get that because we start to numb, numb out. So be aware of what you put into your body now, or your mind rather. And listen, you can get positive stim that will also give you an adrenaline rush. So for example, my husband and I, uh, the first couple nights of this pandemic and when we paused our lives and became kind of uh, homebound, we watched um, Designated Survivor. And Designated Survivor, it's, it's a great series, but it was a little too intense for what was going on in the world. And I went to bed and I woke up the next morning and I was like, ugh, I just feel awful emotionally. And so we decided that instead of putting intensity in our lives in the movies, we were gonna find some fun things to do. So we started watching the movies from when, my, when our kids were little, um, Emperor's New Groove and, and Sound of Music and uh, fun things that brought back good memories. And those things, those movies made us actually feel good. So try to put positive things into your, your mind. Put positive memories, positive experiences through movies or whatever it is that you're doing for fun and interest and excitement. Make it positive instead of watching something that's gonna give you a charge that's, uh, you know, some of those like designated survivors that give you that adrenaline rush in a, 
a dramatic way, shall we say. Some of the other things that you could do would be to read a funny book or watch a funny movie, as I said, watch your favorite musical, or how about pulling out your favorite childhood movie or TV show? Uh, you could play charades with your family, go for a run if you're so inclined. That's not my kind of high, but for some people it is. So fending off fear by being aware of what you put into your mind. Tool number one. Tool number two, I wanna just encourage you to have your feelings. I know that might sound stupid, but we so often in this culture in particular, we stuff our feelings. And when we stuff our feelings, they just build and build and build. And then, you know, then we're more likely to uh, explode or snap or have uh, just have a, a cry and we don't even know why we're crying. We have to pay attention to what we're feeling. You guys, we are in a time unlike any other, a pandemic, right? This is crazy. It's crazy. Our entire country is shut down. That's crazy. And we, there are a lot of you out there that are so disappointed in what has happened. You know, I think about our high school seniors and our college seniors who don't get to have all those lasts. And I'm, I'm so sorry for you because that is a really difficult and it's, an, it's a really important life transition. And it's a really difficult thing to not be able to experience, you know, like marriage or birth of your first child, um, life experiences that are, that are life changing. So, so, so important. And being a senior in high school or college is one of those, or even somebody was telling me they don't get to graduate from kindergarten, you know, I mean, those are life transitions that are so important to celebrate. So, um, acknowledge your disappointment. You know, my daughter's in college and she is a junior music major. She wasn't able to have her, her performance. She had a performance scheduled. She had lots of music concerts scheduled. She's, um, the, the Concordia band is not practicing. They can't practice. The jazz band can't practice. You know, the choirs can't practice. None of those activities have gone on and they've all been canceled. So there's disappointment there. There's a lot of transitions that don't get to happen and a lot of celebrations that don't get to happen. Prom isn't happening, right? So what I wanna encourage you to do, number one, acknowledge your feelings. And you can acknowledge those by crying, by journaling. Listen, I let me back up to crying. I always know when I need to cry because I get like this headache and it's kind of like a headache behind my eyes. So what's your clue that your body is telling you that you need to let out some feelings? Some people get headaches, a tightness in the chest. I talked about that, right? Sometimes we need to go just scream it out. I remember when my kids were younger and if we had something bad happen or frustrating happen, we'd just look at each other and I'd say, family scream. And we'd all just go, ah, and we'd scream it out. And half the time we ended up laughing. Sometimes we ended up crying, but it gets the emotion out and moving. We have to make sure we're acknowledging the emotion and getting it out. I heard about somebody who said to a high school senior, oh, don't worry about it. In 10 years, it won't mean anything to you. 
that's a discount. Uh, that's just not even fair. Rite of passage. That's what I've been trying to say. <laughs> a rite of passage. So make sure you're not discounting each other. Uh, make sure you're not discounting your kids. We're missing out on stuff and it's a disappointment. I know I had a speaking gig uh, scheduled. It was probably one of my bigger events. It didn't happen. It got postponed. So I'm super disappointed about that. And on the day and the day after, my emotions came up and I didn't really know why I was so emotional. But when I put the day to what was supposed to happen that day, and I let myself just have my feelings about it, it was, it was gone. But acknowledge those feelings. They do matter. And take some time and see if you can figure out a way to have those experiences perhaps in a different way. You know, like I suggested to my daughter, hey, I know your recital got canceled. Why don't we do a Zoom recital and we'll get all of our friends together and you can get your friends together and we'll get on a Zoom call and you can have your recital. That was an example of being creative. Uh, I don't know how these prom kids are doing, if they can put on their prom dresses and uh, get together with a few friends or something, maybe put on some music in the basement. I don't know, but be creative. Get creative about what you can do to manage through these disappointments and to find something positive in them so that you're not just ignoring them and pushing them down. All right, so that's tool number two, have your feelings. One of the things that I talked to a group of high school seniors and one of the things they really liked was learning about breathing, which I was kind of surprised about, um, happy, happily surprised about. So let me talk to you a little bit about square breathing. Square breathing helps with anxiety in a huge way. And what it is, is you breathe in for four seconds, you hold it for four seconds, then you breathe out for four seconds and you rest for four seconds. And then you do that again. So we're just gonna do that together here, okay? So quiet your space, take a minute, close your eyes or, or look out to something that's beautiful. I'm looking at my beautiful lake right now. And we're just gonna breathe in for four. And then hold it for four. And we're gonna let go for four, two, three, four, and rest for four. Now breathe in again for four, and hold it for four, two, three, four, and breathe out for four, and rest for four. And then just take a minute to acknowledge something positive in the environment around you. As I said, for me, it's the lake. I can see the birds swimming out on the lake. We have swans, we have geese and ducks. The bluebirds have returned and are landing in the trees. What's around you that feels good, that brings a little spark inside of you? Just let yourself be with that. That's a really good thing to do in the morning when you wake up, to have that quiet time and fix your eyes on something that brings you joy and pleasure and just breathe that in as you sit there. Just really relish in the joy it brings you. You will feel so much better 
if you let yourself have feelings and if you take time to breathe. All right, fend off fear is what we are talking about today and we are moving into tool number three. So tool number one was choose what goes into your mind. Tool number two was acknowledge your feelings and I hope you're taking notes on these. And then tool number three is to choose what goes into your body. Man, it's a great time to watch TV at night and eat a bowl of popcorn or have some ice cream or, you know, grab your bag of Cheetos. Uh, it's a great time to eat badly. It's a great time to, you know, some of you are being told you're not even supposed to go outside. So what do you do with that? You have to be aware of what you're doing with your body and what you're putting into your body. So listen, um, watch your caffeine intake. Caffeine is directly related to anxiety. I got to tell you, when I was uh, in practice back in my 30s, I had a doctor who had referred a patient to me. And uh, I always do an intake. And I asked him, I said, what, what is your caffeine intake a day? And he said, well, I drink about three, two liters of Mountain Dew every day. I said, what? And he said, yeah, I drink about three, two liters of Mountain Dew every day. And we talked about that. And I said, I said, you know what? Would you be willing to stop drinking three, two liters of Mountain Dew every day? And I gave him kind of a schedule of how to back it down. I said, if you're still feeling anxious after you've done this, then let's talk. Please come back. But this could very well be the fix for all of your anxiety. He went away and I didn't hear from him again. So I'm assuming that helped or he didn't like the answer. But Mountain Dew and caffeine, lots of coffee, that's going to add to your anxiety. So you just half it each day, a half of a cup instead of a whole cup. Or if you can't do that, a third of a cup. Or if you do a pot, do, do a half of a pot. Do half cups instead of whole cups of your pot. Uh, so start to back it down a little bit. And maybe you can't do each day to back it down. Uh, so do a couple days and then back it down a little bit more and a little bit more. And start putting some good things into your body like water. Some of the things that you also want to do is make sure that you are eating five to seven fruits and vegetables a day and preferably organic. It just doesn't have all the pesticides on them. So it's much healthier for your body. If you can't get that, that's okay. Be sure and wash off your fruits, but eat five fruits and vegetables. Be sure to eat five to seven servings of fruits and vegetables every day. And to boost your immune system, D3 is an amazing supplement. And you wanna take 10 to 20,000 milligrams a day of vitamin D3 to get it boosted. A good maintenance dose is, I've, I've read, 10,000 units a day. So um, get your vitamin D3, it's huge. Get outside in the sun. It makes you feel better, it really does. I notice when I'm, my mood is down a little bit, if I just take my D3s, it pops my mood up almost instantly. So make sure you've got a good quality supplement. Don't go buying it at Walmart or Walgreens. Those aren't necessarily good supplements. Get a good quality from a, a chiropractor or a good um, network marketing group. Uh, just find that and, and get your D3 up. Okay, vitamin C is also another really good source 
Um, you can do that, get that with fruits. All your berries are excellent for vitamin C. You can also take supplements. They have those little chewables that you can give the kids. Uh, I like to have them on hand. They're orange flavored and I just pop them as kind of a little candy. And that's 500 milligrams. You can take quite a bit of vitamin C. Selenium is also really good for the immune system. And make sure you're taking a good multivitamin. Again, try to find one that's a phytonutrient, that's high quality. Stay away from your Walmart, your Walgreens, those kinds of, of brands. They're not as good a quality as you think they are. Costco isn't even as good. I had an experience where, <laughs> kind of graphic, but I found it whole in the toilet. So do not, do not think that because you get it at Costco, it's going to necessarily be a good quality. If you can get a, a capsule instead of a tablet, that will be much better for you and it'll digest much better. All right, that's it. That's our fend off fear part of your toolkit. So three tools to put in your toolkit with fend off fear. Number one, choose what goes into your mind. Number two, acknowledge your feelings. And number three, choose what goes into your body. Choosing what goes into your mind, you're going to pay attention to uh, not necessarily watching high drama kinds of movies and that kind of thing on TV, on Netflix, on Hulu, wherever you watch. And choose some positive stim instead, some feel-good stuff, something from childhood, a good book, humor. Remember, humor is also a good adrenaline rush. So do something that makes your body feel good. Pay attention to what goes in your mind. Uh, and also giving yourself positive affirmations, also good stuff. Uh, number two, acknowledging your, your feelings. You know, acknowledge you're disappointed. Acknowledge you're upset. Journal about it. Cry about it. Let it out. Number three, choose what goes into your body. Picking good foods, treating your body well, getting out in the sun, going for a run or a walk, working out, making sure you're moving your body. All of that will help with to fend off fear. Well, this is the first part of a series. If this is my new normal, what's next? Oh, and I forgot to say when we were talking about choosing what you put in your mind, remember to turn off the media, turn off the news, turn off your TV. Remember that fear sells and it is selling and, and it's gripping us. So turn it off, maybe watch it two, three minutes a day to get your update if you need to, but turn it off, have that self-control and turn to other good things to put into your mind. Tomorrow, we will deal with derail depression. So I'll have more tips for you tomorrow on the second part of if this is my new normal, what's next? We're gonna look at how to derail depression. Derail it before you even get there or if you're starting to move there, how you can move through it, how you can turn things around. Good to talk to you today. Can't wait to share the rest with you. Take care, be well, stay healthy. We will talk to you tomorrow. Hey, thanks for stopping by today. Make sure you subscribe to our show. And if you liked this episode, please leave me a review so that we can continue to bring good quality guests. 
If you want more from me, just go to goodbyepast.com and you'll find wisdom, tools, and inspiration to help you say goodbye to your past and hello to purpose. Join us again next week for more tips and insights that help you get through life's challenges. Picture this. It's 2009 Valentine's Day weekend. I decide to attend a live webinar at our local church. I park my metallic red SUV in the lot and draw in a deep breath. (sighs) I guess I don't have anything to lose. I mumble under my breath as I wipe a tear and gather my courage. You see, I was a CEO kind of churchgoer, you know, church and Easter only. I pull open the glass doors and make my way into the church and past the snack tables decorated with black tablecloths and red roses. Candy hearts embellish the tables around the cookie trays and I take a seat in the back. As the speaker begins, I listen attentively, hoping that this will somehow heal the pain of my heart that I've carried most of my life. Your father on earth, she says, will fail you. He will hurt you, maybe even abandon you and abuse you. He will fall short because of sin. But your father in heaven, he has never left or abandoned you. He loves you more than anyone on this earth ever could. At 46 years old, I shake my head in disbelief. Really, I think? How can something love me that I can't even see or whose arms can't hold me? How can it fill this void that I've had my entire life? Tears fill my eyes and barely holding it together, I quickly exit the sanctuary before anyone can see me and make my way to the cookie tables. As I said, it was Valentine's weekend and candy hearts were scattered on the tables amongst the cookie trays. I look down and spot a large, white, scalloped, edged candy heart. I reach for it and turn it over in my hand. I love you, it says. I love you. I wept. You know, when I was working on my keynote speech, which is titled Ignite Joy, and I shared this with my husband, he being the left brainer that he is said, Deb, you do realize that all the left brain people in your audience are gonna think, you know, every other candy heart says I love you on it. (laughs) He was right. But truly, I believe God was working in my life at that very moment. My life felt crazy and out of control, a lot like it feels in this pandemic. It feels crazy and out of control, doesn't it? Hi, I'm Debbie Kaminsky with Goodbye Past, Hello Purpose. I developed my company because clients who would come to me and they had little joy and little hope in their life circumstances. I realized it all had to do with their past, a past they wanted to say goodbye to, the lies they believed about themselves, others in the world, and lies that sabotaged their marriages, relationships, and jobs, and it stole their joy. I realized, too, that I was walking that same journey, believing lies from my past. Lies that sabotaged my work, like, you'll never be good enough. Lies that sabotaged relationships, like, I'm not lovable. Nobody wants me around or cares about me. Lies that I didn't even realize were running my life. And I was desperate to find the answers, to find joy in my life and be able to give that to my clients as well. 
You know, as I look around today, I see people in this pandemic gripped by fear, searching and seeking answers. Is that you? By the time we're done today, you'll have answers to calm that fear inside of you. Because today we're talking about stepping out in faith. You know, Webster's defines faith as complete trust or confidence in someone or something, a strong belief in God. Faith helps us see what we can't see. It helps us trust in something bigger than we are when you're afraid. And <clears throat> Webster's defines faith as complete trust or confidence in someone or something, a strong belief in God. You know, faith helps you see what you can't see, and it helps you trust in something bigger than you when you're afraid. Surrender helps you let go and know that you don't have to carry this burden, even in this pandemic. You don't have to fix it. You know, when I was 10 years old, I watched as my dad threw up his arms and walked away from our family. It broke my heart. I adored my daddy. One year later, they were divorced. And shortly after that, my mom married a man who was abusive to me in every way imaginable. Even worse than that, was the pain I felt when I told my mom about his wandering hands and she called me a liar. It broke me. I cried myself to sleep so many nights in that darkness of my room. And in that pain, I would cry out, God, please make this hurt stop. Make it stop. I had a little glimmer of faith as that young tween and teen, but I didn't realize that I didn't have to be afraid. Because no matter how awful my circumstances were, God had it, and none of it was a surprise to him. Kind of like this pandemic, like now. You know, in response to all the fear around us, two weeks ago, we at Goodbye Past Hello Purpose published a three-part podcast series called If This Is My New Normal, What's Next? Be sure you take a listen because I give listeners a Thrive Toolkit with 10 tools to help them not just survive this pandemic, but thrive through it. Part one is fend off fear and I give tools that help reduce your fear. Part two, bust those blues, tools to help you keep your spirits up. Part three is choose faith over fear, which we're gonna touch on today. You know, Goodbye Past Hello Purpose podcasts are on 12 different platforms, including Apple, Google, and Spotify, so they're very easy to find. There's also a link on my website. Just go to goodbyepast.com and at the top of the homepage, click on the tab that says podcasts and it'll take you right to them. Well, let me ask you, what fear occupies your mind these days? I mean, we've never been in a pandemic before. This is all new and a little or a lot scary. What are you afraid of? When I took a poll on Facebook, the most common fear was losing a family member and being left behind. Another was a young mom who wants to keep her kids healthy and safe, but doesn't want to put stress on them about this pandemic. That is a wise mom. Another friend of mine is fearful for small business owners and restaurant owners and how they're losing their dreams and all of their savings. These are all legitimate fears. Other people I've talked to are afraid we're being deceived. And to be quite honest with you, I'm a bit anxious about that whole injection of a nano chip thing. Oh. But while we're trying not to dwell on these fears, they sit in the back of our minds, gnawing at us, don't they? Sometimes we just need to step out in faith. And this is truly one of those times. 
You know, I love the scene in the movie Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade when he's in the temple and he has to complete three steps to get through to the room where the Holy Grail resides. And he has to complete three steps to get through to the room where the Holy Grail resides. Do you know it? The three steps, breath of God, word of God, leap of faith. Today, we're talking about leap of faith. And do you remember he's standing on the edge of a very deep cavern? Somehow, he has to get to the other side. He knows there's no way he can jump, and then he realizes he has to take a leap of faith. He stands there on the edge, and he can hardly breathe. He's sweaty and wide-eyed. He lifts his foot and hesitates. Then he steps into the canyon, almost falling forward as his foot hits something solid. As the camera pans to the side, we see a path straight across, don't we? But because it looks identical to the rock on the other side, when Indy looks straight into straight onto it, when Indy looks straight onto it, but because it looks identical to the rock on the other side, when Indy looks straight onto it, he can't see it. Amazing, right? If he wouldn't have stepped out in faith, he wouldn't have gotten to the Holy Grail. He took a chance. When have you felt like Indiana Jones and stepped out in faith? A big meeting where you wanted to make a good impression? A job change or a move? Maybe a time when you had to have a hard conversation or a family issue needed to be faced? Let me ask you this. Who are you putting your faith in right now? The media? The pandemic stats, our government, our schools, yourself, the masks, the sanitizer you use, or our medical community. Who are you putting your faith in? For me, it's God. Now, listen, it hasn't always been that way. And I want you to know, if you don't know God, I hope you'll stay tuned. For me, it's God. If you don't know God, I hope you'll stay tuned and listen to my story because it hasn't always been that way. I haven't always been a God girl. I got to tell you before I really understood, I got to tell you before I really understood what faith was, I thought the Bible was just a fiction book. I thought David and Goliath was a great children's bedtime story. And in my 20s, in my anger at God because of my life circumstances, I swore at the Bible and turned my back on his word. Because if he was a good God, why would he let all these bad things happen to me? That's a story for another time. As an adult, I did every kind of therapy out there to heal the pain of my past. And while I got some relief, I still couldn't ignite joy. But I got to be honest with you. My life really began to change that Valentine's Day weekend when I learned that my earthly father would fall short like so many do because of sin. And when I realized that God never left me, that he loved me more than anyone on this earth ever could. Do you know how much God loves you? Knowing God and having faith has changed my life unlike any self-help book out there. And honestly, my faith is what keeps me going every day. Where are you right now? Do you know God? Are you putting your faith in God right now? (laughs) Trust me, I still have my moments in these pandemic days when I feel angry or I cry for what seems like no reason. I have these days when that fear revs up inside of me and I feel tightness or butterflies in my chest, which I know is anxiety because I'm a therapist. (laughs) 
So feel your fear, but don't stay there. God has this. He's not surprised by this. He knew it was coming. Faith is being sure that God is in control. You know, after 9-11, I didn't sleep for two weeks. You know when it changed? When I decided I'm not in control. I don't have control over when or how I die, and I just let it go. I stepped into faith, and I slept through the night that very night. Because faith lets you relax a little. Trust that God has this, and give your fear to Him. Do you need some extra faith right now? Remember, faith helps us see what can't be seen and trust in something bigger than us when we're afraid. It helps us surrender and to let go. We need to step into faith right now. So to help you through this pandemic time, I've put together some tips to help you stay. To, so to help you through this pandemic time, I've put together some So to help you through this pandemic time, I've put together some tips to help you step out in faith and say goodbye to fear and hello to faith. The first one is to see God. See his power around you. Look outside. His presence is everywhere. The sun comes up and and sets every day and every night. Isn't that amazing? The birds have all migrated back to our lake. The swans, the bobbleheads, the egrets, just like they do every year. If he'll care for the birds, he'll certainly care for us. And at night, look up. If you live in the city, take a drive out into the country, like we used to do in the old days, and look up and see those stars. God hung every one, and he knows them all by name. See the power of his work all around you. See God. Number two is to do gratitude. What are you grateful for today? Your spouse, your roomies, your friends, that cute little face of your toddler or your grandchild, that phone call that lifted your spirits. Maybe you're grateful that you have a warm house over your head and food on the table and a car that runs. Be grateful. And number three, pray. He hears you. I know he heard my prayer those nights when I cried out to him. Number four, know God. Read his promise. And, 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 and number four, know God. Read his promises to us and trust that it's true. <laughs> I now know that David and Goliath is not a fictional superhero Marvel story. <laughs> Give it to God. Step out in faith. You can relax knowing that God has this. You know, maybe God intended for us to have this time as a time of rest and self-reflection. Can I tell you how many clients and friends I've talked to that are just grateful to slow down? They actually have time for family dinners and game night and to relax and enjoy each other. That's so great. Can I be honest? When times get hard like it was the day my dad left and the day of the divorce and the abuse and my mom calling me a liar, or like it is now for you in this crazy pandemic, that's when we need to step out in faith and draw closer to God. So where is your faith? Are you wrapped up in fear or are you keeping your faith strong every day? Take that step out in faith like Indiana did. Feel the fear, but don't stay there. And remember, God is in control and always has been. 
Maybe you need a candy heart from God that says, I love you. You've got it. Say goodbye fear and hello faith.